What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 132 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. And, of course, we got the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, delivering DoorDash and getting tipped with DoorGash, the wine and dining, 69 and he'll throw an extra butter for a taste of that turd cutter, the phenomenal A.J. Singh. Butter. <laughs> what restaurants are you <laughs> getting butter from? <laughs> you never have those people that ask for extra butter. <laughs> you, you just got like the center console. Yeah, <laughs> I just take out like a ladle. <laughs> There's got to be restaurants that serve like butter like with breakfast places, probably rolls and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It rhymed. <laughs> uh, what have you guys been doing this week or, or watching this week? Well, I know one thing you did this week is like the weather was crazy in, in Portland. Oh, man. And you had a little fender bender. Had a fender bender. Uh, yeah, it was just the elevation of the street. I was I went driving on the night. It started snowing. And I thought, well, maybe it's not built up that badly yet. But uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And it was like driving on powder, like. Yeah, it, it was just so slippery out there. You couldn't go like five miles an hour. I was trying to go really slow, too. It was just so easy. And uh, the street I was driving on was a little elevated. Like, uh, it was a little bit of a hill. And uh, just coming down it so slowly. I, I, it was the slowest accident ever. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to hit something. And I'm just going through it. I'm like, it's going to be like four seconds till I hit the side rail. And I'm just like... All right, this is happening. <laughs> it's like that guy that's going to get hit by Austin Powers and like the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the slowest, most. I was just I, I accepted it before it even like fully happened. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is it. It's fine. Man, that night when I like got done with work, like I, I ordered my Uber, and like it took like probably. 10 minutes just to like connect me to a driver mm -hmm. i was like beginning to wonder if it ever was going to i'm like this isn't good yeah <laughs> i yeah. don't want to walk home in this. yeah i was surprised you were even able, able to get a ride that night it was that bad it was lucky i did and like um you know uh, the guy my uber driver told me like he was like on a on a trip downtown when like it first started snowing and like he said he was really lucky to even get out of there yeah for he sure. said it was like terrible yeah, Portland's not built for that kind of that weather. No, not at all. Well, they don't prepare for it. All. They're like, oh yeah, it's snowing, and they're like, maybe we should plow tonight. No, they don't. They don't do that. <laughs> they're like, we'll start tomorrow when there's nice and like packed, like two inches thick ice everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll give it a shot. Yeah, fuck tards. <laughs> it is weird because like we're from Montana, and like I don't know. I guess the people are just used to it and like prepared for it, like you were saying, and they. You know, at least plow the main roads are good and stuff. Well, yeah, it's like here it snows a couple inches, they get a snow day. In Montana, it's like it snows for four feet and it's plowed before you get up in the morning. And you're like, well, I guess I have to go to school. <laughs> wow. Dang. Man, the winter of 1996, we had like record snowfall or like it was yeah, the that, most that it had snowed in, since like the 50s or something. I mean, we were shoveling snow like every day and it was just like getting so high you could almost couldn't yeah, like you pile could, high you enough. You couldn't throw it over the bank anymore. We got, we got one snow day <laughs> that whole winter. I mean, it started snowing in September that year, which is very early, and it just, like, never stopped. <laughs> and through all of that, as crazy as it was, one snow day in that whole thing. All right, look, I'm from Texas, and even I've gotten a snow day before. Like, <laughs> that's crazy to me that you guys only got one snow day. Man, I mean. it sucked. Like, <laughs> they know their business up there. <laughs> They're like, you're going to school no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. In Texas, if it snowed, you were done with school for, yeah. like, that week. <laughs> if it was a little bit of ice, you're good. I mean, the, the whole city in Houston would shut down. If, like, the rain over there was something else. The rain is something that I feel like Texans are used to. Like, people in the north are used well, to Well, they're snow. still, like, idiots, though. Oh, they drive like maniacs, yeah. Like, it'll be torrential downpour, and they'll be like, oh, well, 80's normal. <laughs> yeah. And then there's still crashes everywhere. You're like, slow down, retards. You, you could literally not see the car in front of you. Just, like, a blur, and people will be driving yeah, at the same they'll, speed. they'll be flying past you, and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're I, all gonna die. I know, actually, that time I was visiting you in Texas, like... There was one day where, like, uh, I went to the grocery store with Roman, 
And like when we came out, like it was just like pouring buckets. But it was weird because it was like super hot out still, you know. Yeah. So it was just like like stepping into a hot shower. Like very, <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> Man, one thing though, there was one night there where like you guys got like an incredible lightning storm, where it was just like they got some good ones. Out it was there. just like a strobe light was going off. It was really cool because like in Montana, like you're lucky to get you know. A lightning storm, maybe once or twice a year. You'll I feel get like one. they got even more there here than here. There's, it never happens here. Yeah, I don't see that here. Either. It almost never happens here. Although this past um, uh, fall, there was like one day where I was waiting for my Uber at work, and I actually did see a couple lightning strikes and <laughs> you know thunder. So it was pretty cool. Okay. And it was rain, man. It was raining hard that day. Holy crap! Man. Every time it snows here, I've got this conceit like I'm from Montana. I can drive in this. <laughs> No, it doesn't work here. Man. I don't it's know different how you though did. when there's that much traffic. Yeah, yeah. It, it brings a different element into it. Yeah, I got lucky when I took the highway one day. It's like I was going down the, the 205, and like right before I had to exit, it was a dead stop, and I exited like one early and just went down the side and made it. And then I was going on the other highway, and like nobody was on there because it was blocked. And like right at my exit off that one, it was blocked right past that like dead mm. stop. I was like, man, I just barely missed that. Yeah. And it sucked. It's like, well, I took the highway because sometimes, you know, you get all the cars and the heat and it, they're like better than regular roads. But it was like two inches, like solid ice just on the highway. Was no, like, it was awful. Man, and then like yesterday, like especially with the wind chill, man, it was really cold yeah, really here. Shit. Insanely cold. Yeah, it was. That wind chill was no joke, man. Like it, it, it was like kind of sunny outside, but like. I, I took the kids out to play in the snow, and uh, the sun sunlight felt good on the skin, but then as soon as that wind, yeah. oh my gosh, it went through all my clothes, went through my heavy jackets. Yeah. It was just, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, we took a trip to Costco, and it was like, holy crap. Yeah. And whenever that wind blew, and it blew a lot, it was like, holy crap, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> The kids are just it's like just an hour of us talking about weather. Yeah, I know people <laughs> listening are like, "God, this is the worst." <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to Toastmasters, and there's this one dude who's boring as shit. Like every every time he gave a speech, I was like, "This is the the most boring guy." And he was like this. He was a slow talker, monotone, and he'd always pick the worst topics. One day he just came in and talked about the weather, and it was like a like a meta statement about weather. Is like you know about the weather. <laughs> I like talking to people about the weather. I'm like this is I'm going to die. <laughs> people listening to this it's like you ever see that the Californian sketch on SNL where it's oh, like yeah. the oh, yeah. very like referencing like California streets and driving yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody is not from California knows what the hell they're talking about. That's what people listening to this are like they're like goddamn the boring like Portland weather talk. <laughs> Um, let's get into what you guys have been watching this week. Uh, I watched the... I didn't watch the whole movie or anything, but I watched the breakdown of uh, Skinnamarink. I've, I've heard the name because it's such a weird name, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, know. it's from that song, right? Like, Skinnamarink, Skinnamarinky do no, no. You grew up with different Gosh, childhood yeah. songs than I did. <laughs> I thought... Right, well, <laughs> I think it's based on that song. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, this is like rape music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a weird movie, man. Like, this, this whole thing is like, it attacks your senses. Like, uh, visually, like, it'll be, they'll show you like a dark wall. And, like, it'll seem like there's something there, but you're not sure. And it'll just linger on there and kind of, like, you know, move side to side for, like, a whole three minutes or something. <laughs> and you'll just be staring and wondering what you're looking at, if there's anything there. And then, like, there'll be these loud noises, like, shrieks and stuff. It's just, it's very much attacking your senses. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's much of a story around it. It's almost like it's a dream. But, uh, you know, it's creepy. It's very creepy, the way they made it. So, it's effective. Man, movies like that that are just, like, I don't know, jump scares with noises. I just find that, like, I don't know, annoying. I, <laughs> I would not want to watch that. I mean, yeah, it is annoying. It's it's unnerving, you know. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you uncomfortable, like. Uh. But you just watch the breakdown of horror movies more so than the actual horror movie. Yeah, I mean, this guy he goes into it though. Like their whole thing is like to like you know unnerve you, and you know they focus on like lingering shots, and you know maybe there's a face in the background, maybe there isn't, stuff like that. Just you know, it's like it's it's like how we're programmed, you know, like. Uh, 
humans are meant to be afraid of like the dark. Is there a face there? Is there, you know, it's just, fo- it's just playing on those, uh, you know, evolutionary fears. And we do tend to like personify objects as well yeah. and like see things in them. Yeah, we make a story up, you know. So, like, if we hear like a noise and we see something that might be there or not, we start putting it all together and making something out of nothing. So, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I think a lot, a lot of people like have different uh, perceived uh, views of this movie. Like, they have a different story out of it each time. You know, a different person sees it. Hmm. What about you? Well, I guess tying into horror, I watched Suspiria on uh, Amazon Prime, which is um, post-war. Like, there's a ballet theater in Berlin, but it's actually run by witches, and it's visually weird, but ultimately the story's kind of boring, so. And I don't know, you said it was based on an older movie, but I've never seen the older one. Oh, yeah, Suspiria? Yeah. I've yeah. heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know that it, that one you watch is a remake of, like, a classic horror movie. I thought it was, like, Spanish or something. It could very well be, I'm not for sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, this one has a bunch of subtitles, but it's German. Okay. Um... Sticking to horror, I've been reading a, a book called The Only Good Indians. Mm. And basically, uh, it starts with four Indians and they're, they're out hunting, like last day of hunting season. And they find this like huge herd of elk and they kind of get to jump on them. They shoot like eight or nine elk. And the day's closing and they go down. And there's one they've shot in the back and she's, uh, she's like crippled, but she's still trying to get up on her front two legs and all this. And so the guy, he, he shoots her in the head, and she goes down, and then she gets back up, and she's still trying to go, and he has to shoot her in the head again. And then, like, uh, when he's gutting her, she's pregnant, like, out of season, but uh, she's got this calf, and it's, like, still moving in the bag or whatever. And he buries it, and he, like, he promises it that, like, he's going to use every part of it or whatever. And so they, like, they gut these elk, and they're carrying them back to the truck, and they run into a game warden, and the game warden's like, you're, you're going to th- throw all that back down there. Or you're gonna go to prison, and so they they do all this, and um, so th- this elk, the one that he shot like a few times, has like these yellow eyes, and there's something kind of weird about it, uh, but it's like some kind of like spirit or something, and so like it comes back and it's like it starts killing all of them. So it, it's been a pretty pretty creepy. Uh, it's been a good good one. Wait, so the elk is like possessed and killing people? Well, the elk is like a spirit, and th- like it killed her, but it comes back. I don't know how much I want to say, but it actually comes back in like this dude's girlfriend, and like he's having weird visions and stuff, and like he gets tricked into killing her, and then he sees like her stomach moving, he cuts it open, and there's like an elk calf in there, and it turns into this whole fucking weird thing. But uh, yeah, it's been good. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, sounds the, interesting. The only good Indians, Stephen uh, Jones. Hmm. So that one's been really good. Um, I've been reading on this series called Sandman Slim, and it's about this, like, this guy's a half angel, but he got sent to hell, and he's, like, he's fighting demons, and it's, like, this noir, and he's got all these, like, you know, fucked up metaphors and shit. Like, it's, like this guy jumped out of the car and hit the pavement, like, a, you know, a sock full of wet oatmeal. I'm like, these are my kind of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my kind of metaphors. But, but he's just got them all over. He's all got all these great references and these great uh, words. But yeah, it's like a noir. It's like, I don't know, horror, fantasy, fighting demons, just uh, like a gritty anti-hero. Super fun. Uh, Sandman Slim, Richard Cadry. But I would, I would give either of those a try. Super solid. What about on the like movie TV front? Well, because we watched um, Quantumania last week, I've got like a couple weeks where I've seen some different stuff. Um, oh, The Old Ways is another horror one I watched. I don't remember if it was on Netflix or Amazon. But um, it's a demonic possession slash exorcism film. But um, it's very compelling. It just keeps you tied in the whole time. It's just very good, The Old Ways. There's some creepy stuff, some pretty traditional exorcism stuff. Really good. <laughs> Just keep rolling with these. Sure, yeah, go through <laughs> it. I watched this. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was on Amazon. It's called Brian and Charles. I saw like the thumbnail for that. I wasn't. Sh- I well, it's like this uh, sci-fi. But <laughs> so it's like this. This guy's an inventor. Yeah, he's out living by himself, and he's all lonely and shit. And he's making all these terrible inventions, you know. But um, one day he decides he's gonna make a, a robot to be like his friend or what. And it's like he. <laughs> He finds, like, a mannequin's head in a garbage pile, and, like, 
he's inspired and he puts it on top of a washing machine and fills it with a bunch of junk. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? But like through a series of whatever, like Frankenstein, like he comes to life. And I don't know. It's just, it's like a, it's a friendship story slash just kind of random weird stuff. But it was a lot of fun. I gotta say, you you take chances on like a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't. <laughs> well, the thing is, like Netflix and a- Amazon too, they've got so bad at like recommending things to me. Like that's I, true. I, I go to Google and I Google like what's the best thing to watch on here, and then you get these lists and like half of them have already gone out of date or whatever, and they're right. not on there anymore. But I do find some stuff I really like that way. I've been finding some decent stuff because like why why cruise through Netflix? I'll go for like. Half an hour, I'll just find nothing. Yeah, yeah, it sucks when you there's like so many options, but it seems like the like they just put the same five shows like on the front page, yeah. and they'll bury them in like different categories. But you're coming up with all the same stuff, and you're like, God, there's probably something on this service I want to watch, but it's buried. Yeah, it's hard to find. It's weird. They're they're doing something very wrong in that department. Well. And I don't understand why, like, Netflix, like, some, there are some services, like, HBO Max lets you do this. I think Hulu used to, but I'm not even sure Hulu lets you anymore, where you have the option when you go to browse, you can just say, like, A to Z in both movies and TV and, like, go through and see, like, everything that's on there. Yeah. Netflix does not let you do that. I think there are maybe websites you can use to to do that, but. I really liked back in the day where they actually showed ratings. Like oh four and a, four and a half stars I'll take a chance on this you know, and they got away from it and they're like yeah, it's not the most important metric anymore and I'm like yeah it's kind of important <laughs> I don't know didn't they for a time like try to do this thing where like oh based on what you watched we think there's a, this percentage chance that you might oh, like yeah. this they used something. to do that yeah there's a, well there's a machine learning technique where they can do stuff like that where like if you like certain stuff they can measured against other people who like the same thing and then like try to figure out your taste based on what the other person liked and so they still use those but um yeah it's i don't know they give me so much repeat stuff and so much i don't want to see um another one i watched was the harder they fall was the pretty much all black western which there's stuff in there that didn't make sense and it changed directions a couple times in weird ways um still like uh what's his name jonathan majors Oh, he's in that. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's he's the main character, but um, been seeing a lot of him lately, and I I really like him. So I don't know. I uh, it was okay. It wasn't amazing. Yeah, I didn't watch that movie, but the, like, there's a podcast I listen to, of, like a guy that reviews like movies and stuff, and he hated that movie. <laughs> and he said like there's a part that stood out to him where like um, you know how like on like sets like they'll they'll have I guess it's called a a facade where like. It makes it look like there's a 3D building, but really, if you look from up from the side, it's just like this thing yeah, that's a couple yeah, feet yeah. wider. But he said there was a shot where he could actually see one of he those. He saw one of those. Yeah. Uh, that's not great. I know, like, I love in, like, the older ones where you can tell that the background's just a painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did Which, it in the room, too. I mean, essentially, <laughs> I guess that's what CGI is these days. But, um, yeah, I really like those. You know what? I think they actually kind of did that in that Dick Tracy movie, but it actually kind of works. Like some Some, of the, sometimes it works. Look kind of cool. Yeah. But I think they also maybe do this thing on, I might be totally wrong about this where like, they'll have like, um, you know, a shot of the city, which is a painting, but then they'll add like plumes of smoke. So it kind of looks right. So you added like it's right. So it kind of looks like it's more than just a still image. And if you're not, if it's, if it's not like a long shot, a lot of times I think I've probably been tricked by those. But sometimes they'll sit on for a couple minutes and you're like, yeah, that's super fake. <laughs> you know what's weird is like um, Warren Beatty, like he owns the rights to, like the movie rights to um, Dick Tracy. Okay. But like he, he has one of those things that like a lot of people do with properties where like if he doesn't do something with it in so many years, he, he loses the rights. So like I guess he, he had to do it <laughs> recently, but I guess he's done it other times where like he'll um, – Get into character as Dick Tracy, and then like he'll just be like interviewed by somebody, like as the character of Dick Tracy. And yeah, apparently like it's enough. So like the one he just did, he he basically got on a Zoom call with like um, guys from like TCM or something, and did like an interview or something as Dick Tracy. And like it was apparently very like weird and stupid, but like it was enough for him to like retain the rights. But I'm like, if he's not like you know, 
doing anything real with them. Like, why not like either sell yeah, them, sell, it again. sell them, or make a deal to where like if somebody you know makes it, he gets like a slice of it or something. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know at this point if like Dick Tracy's a hot enough property that you know they could actually make a successful movie but maybe they're willing to remake it almost anything so it seems that way yeah <laughs> i remember dick tracy i watched it like once or twice i never watched it yeah it was that, or if i did i was very drunk yeah it's like i think it came on tv back in like the 80s or 90s or something i, I have seen it it's it's weird because it it's not great but <laughs> i don't know it's <laughs> it's weird, but it like I think it is almost worth a watch if you haven't seen it. <laughs> it's uh I don't know. It's it's it, it it's weirder than it is bad, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, that's for sure. Visually, I think it has some cool flair to it. Mm. But yeah, like I don't know. It does have Madonna in it. Man, have you seen like pictures of Madonna recently? Oh uh, yeah, she's she's super botoxed up. I think she might have even gotten like poisoning, <laughs> that or like uh, like cheek implants or something. Oh, it could be implants. Definitely, unfortunately, <laughs> looks weird. <laughs> um, yeah, getting old looks better than that. Yeah, I think generally people that just age naturally end up looking better than people that get the work done. Mm. There might be some exceptions to that, but I think generally speaking, the people that get the work done almost always go too far with it and it ends up making them look really weird i think yeah. some people who do it young get away with it i think the older you get the the harder <laughs> i do think like plastic surgeons like say like if you're gonna do it you probably want to do it by such and such an age yeah you know that's strange because like young people look better you, you want the surgery when you're old and like you know starting to fall apart right well if you're young and you get some transformation done like your scars heal your skin heals mm. You get old, some of that shit, you know, you just get, like, bruised, or you get discolored, or you yeah. get, like, just permanently reshaped in yeah. weird ways. Sure, I've seen that. <laughs> you, I always wonder, like, you know, like, total, like, sci-fi, like, what if they eventually did find a way to, like, make us young again? Like, wouldn't that be friggin' weird? Like, what would happen to us? Like, all of a sudden, our cells just, like, repair and go back to as if we were, like, teenagers or 20. I think the biggest thing is just be like, oh, it's so nice not to fucking hurt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true, yeah. Like, those old people who, like, have to, like, wash their hip everywhere they go. Like, one fall could break them. Like, yeah. That could change them for sure. They would make, like, you know, people who have that one injury that shortens their life, you know, if they fix that, then they can live much longer lives. So, people might be living potentially much longer. Well, I mean, you know, naturally they would, but, I mean... Like those problems that come, like with old old age, like falling and yeah. know, cancer, like yeah, your chances of getting cancer increase be, as you get older. Yeah, astronomical, I'm sure. Man, you know how like when you're a te teenager, like there's those phases you go through where you can sleep like twelve hours a day. Oh yeah, and then like your parents will still be like even when they're not working they'll get up at like seven o'clock and you'll be like god what are you what are they doing yeah. and then you get older and it's like oh because they're in crippling pain yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> there's no comfort anymore yeah you sleep until you have to get up yeah. then you fall asleep in your chair like middle of the day <laughs> i don't have much to talk about in terms of things i watch man i i, I really uh went the stupid route because like I, I couldn't really find, like, a show I really wanted to watch where, like, you know, it was, like, a complete season. So I got in this habit of, like, starting shows that are, like, week to week. I have, like, three of them going. Uh, CSI Vegas, Carnival Row Season 2, and uh, Star Trek Picard Season 3. But they're all, like, week to week shows. So I've, like, seen them and I'm, like... I've, I've watched a few episodes of Carnival Row. I haven't gotten super invested. I might watch them more. Star Trek. Have you guys heard of uh, Snowfall? I've heard really good things about that. I haven't really watched it yet. Oh, it's like a drug dealing show or something. It's on FX. That's all I know about it. I've heard of it. I I don't. I can't. I've never seen. Is it. Is FX on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's about like um, something about drug dealing, like cocaine. Yeah, you know? probably snow. But uh, hmm. I I just saw like um, actually when we were at the theater, I I think they had a little commercial for it like the third and final season or something oh i didn't notice yeah i just heard about this show but i mean it's pretty popular now hearing about it on all these podcasts that i listen to and then i did watch a movie on netflix called the pale blue eye which is like uh 
it's a mystery where it has Christian Bale in it. And like it takes place in like I want to say like 1830 or something, uh, but basically um, at um, uh, West Point, the military academy, like there's a guy found dead um, hanging from a tree, and so he's a detective. He's called in to, to solve the case, and like while he's at the West Point Academy, he uh, one of the like uh, cadets there is Edgar Allan Poe, and so he ends up kind of. Um, uh, enlisting Edgar Allan Poe's help in like solving the case, and like overall, like it's okay. It, it kind of takes this turn at the end that I'm not sure I really loved, but like it's fine. Like it, it's it's I can't give it like a full throated endorsement, but like it, if you're looking for a mystery, like you got a couple hours, sure. Like I don't know, it's fine. Is my <laughs> A resounding, it's fine. It's a, a resounding, <laughs> it's fine. If you can't find anything on Netflix. <laughs> um, with that being said, guys, should we get into the, the the heat of the beat, as they say, into the story time of the show? Let's do it. Uh, well, for anybody who hasn't watched or listened, uh, we're going to go around the table. Everyone's going to bring a wacky news story from around the globe, and we'll see if we can't just make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you, so what do you got for us? All right, I got this out of a UK paper. Mum says she doesn't use toilet paper because they have a shared family cloth. Uh, This is disgusting. (laughs) One mom has divided opinion uh, after revealing her low-waste lifestyle. Allie revealed that instead of using toilet paper, her household uses a family cloth. In a video about using recycled toilet paper in her downstairs bathroom, one user commented, at least you had toilet paper and not family cloth. Uh... and this is where things get controversial, she confessed. The family cloth and bidet set up in the down in the upstairs bathroom. Uh, I cannot tell a lie. In another video, she explained to her TikTok followers what a family cloth is. And if you're squeamish, don't read on. If you're curious, please do. Um, but don't say we didn't warn you. I didn't know who came up with the, fam- with the term family cloth, but it is an unfortunate name for cloth toilet paper, she said. Uh, l- let me show you the setup in my home home to hopefully help remove some of the ick factor uh this is the toilet in our upstairs bathroom primarily used by my husband and i the mom continues uh this is a basket of clean wipes uh, mostly flannel cut from old christmas pajamas when i use the bathroom i let the bidet do all the heavy lifting pat dry and then clean wipe and then put the used wipe in this bin which will eventually go into the laundry no wipe is ever used for multiple bathroom sessions without being laundered. That would be disgusting. She shared that she has regular toilet paper in her upstairs bathroom as well as the family cloth, which she claimed is sturdier and softer on her bum. Uh, Well, consider the ick factor well and truly not busted. In fact, over 1,000 TikTok users took to the comment section to reveal the ick factor is still alive and thriving. One TikTok user said, nope, I... Still poop left. I'm not sticking that in my washer. Uh, A second commented, When I heard family cloth, I was very scared. Y'all were sharing like a single rag hanging on a hook by the toilet. (laughs) That would have been a better story. (laughs) A third kept it short and sweet. You couldn't pay me to do this. So yeah, that's how you live in a sustainable, that's how you live a sustainable life at Allie's house. Uh, that is disgusting, man. Like, even if you just wiped at the very end, like, you're still putting shit in the laundry. Like, here's, I mean, that's what people used to do with, like, cloth diapers, though. But here's the thing. I don't know if this is as gross as you think. Because, like, when they say family cloth, you, at first you get this image that they all have, like, one cloth yeah. and they're all using it between them. But, no, she has, like, a basket of, like, individual ones. And, like she said, like, the bidet... It's gonna get rid of like most of the of the poo. Yeah, when I use a bidet, like I have a, a pretty much a clean wipe afterwards. I I was I will say like ninety nine percent of the time I do. Every once in a while, I'll I'll, go, I'll wipe and be like, oh, the bidet missed the spot, <laughs> and I'll I'll just bidet again. But like, yeah, for the most part, the bidet gets gets you pretty damn clean. Now. The innovation I like, have you ever been in like one of those uh, public bathrooms and they have that roll of cloth that just rolls around? So you wipe your hand and it rolls around and it just like, it dries and then the next person gets it. Like, I just want to hang one of those behind my toilet and be like, (laughs) 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 never ending toilet paper. (laughs) You got to keep going until you find a bare spot. There we go. There we go. (laughs) It just like crunches off. It's clean again. (laughs) 
actually saw this story too, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get why, like, on the surface it sounds gross, but for but the most... Do it this way, like, there's still a basket of even single-wiped cloth sitting in that restroom, right? Like, after... After they used it, they're going to put it back in some basket somewhere to get washed. I guess so. But like she said, like they're going to be relatively clean if they're using the bidet. You know what's really gross, though, is um, my sister, like her first like serious boyfriend, like they lived in like, I want to say like Colorado or somewhere. But whatever was, there was like something with their plumbing where like they could not flush toilet paper. So they would actually take a shit and then they just had like a waste basket where they would wipe and throw the used paper in. And like, they didn't have a bidet. So it was just like shitty paper, like right there beside the toilet. Now I haven't seen this up here, but I've been in like a number of places in Texas where I was like in a public bathroom and someone had like wiped and thrown it in the trash. And I'm like, who is the f- nasty son of a bitch doing this? People are animals, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I was like, um, no, I'm, I don't care what they're plumbing is. I'm flushing this goddamn thing. Yeah. Man, I walked into like bathroom rest stop, but bathrooms and like they're. I'm like, oh my god! Thank God I don't have to take a shit because like this is so ruined. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. It's impressive how they get ruined too. Like you gotta go out of your way to shit on the floor and get it on the walls and stuff. That's just nuts. yeah. People are like I'm not shitting this toilet, and they just do like a like a gym squat against the wall and crap on the floor. <laughs> or something. It's like impressively nasty. Some of those. Yeah, I'm like. People do drugs in here. Yeah. <laughs> People definitely do drugs in bathrooms. Oh, for though. sure, yeah. for sure. Man, we get them at work where like someone will, like shoot a heroin or something, and they'll just be like passed out of sleep in there, and you're just like, you know, they they don't wake up. Mm. <laughs> like you gotta go, <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me five minutes. There's a turd halfway up my ass. Right. Like, come on, dude, get the fuck out of here. Oh, you know how you guys have been talking about possibly trying, like, you know, what? How do you say it? Psilocybin? Psilocybin, Psilocybin, like, mushrooms. Like, I saw a show um, about it, and, like, like, the guy was talking about how, like, experience, like, varies so much with that stuff. Like, some people take it, and they have, like, this really blissful experience, and other people are just in, like, this paranoid hellscape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I don't know if I like those chances. The thing is, like it's supposed to re- reflect like what's going on in your mind at that time, but like because you might be like a little bit paranoid going, in there, you're like, I'm, am I going to get a bad experience? Am I going to get a bad experience? Yeah. Oh, this is awful! <laughs> don't think about Satan. Don't yeah. think about Satan. <laughs> Hello, AJ. <Richie. laughs> well, that's the thing is, like I'm one of those people that have like anxiety nightmares like all the time. So I'm like, if I take that, that's exactly what's gonna happen yeah. i'm gonna be in some like paranoid delusion yeah they say uh, you gotta put yourself in like a a good environment i don't know what that's gonna be maybe I'll put on some cartoons or something yeah just watch <laughs> something, something adventure time or something yeah although there's some freaky shit in adventure time <laughs> i was yeah. gonna say getting on drugs is probably the only way you can actually enjoy adventure time adventure time is awesome yeah, you, I love adventure you haven't time. even given it a shot <sighs> Adventure Time is... Everything uh, I saw of it, like, I did not like. Which, admittedly, is not much, because I didn't like it. Adventure Time's magical. Sounds if you're like on the magical mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we check out, or check in with uh, the manifesto, round one? Let's do it. Uh, let's see if I can find what I was looking at here. So, I, I got a random tweet I'm going to read to you guys. Okay. This is from Leslie Davidson. At Big Les 67. Nice handle. <laughs> uh, Although Big Les 69 would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brought brownies in for all my coworkers. Wasn't because I was feeling nice, but because I heard they were doing a random drug test and I didn't want to be the only one dirty. <laughs> I heard about this. I've heard this. <laughs> so unless they plan on firing the whole staff, they better leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I was like, this guy's on the next level. <laughs> yeah, that's next level thinking. Logic, yeah, I like it. Smart. <laughs> it's I'm I'm assuming that's probably well, who knows? It's probably just a made up <laughs> joke, but like I could see somebody trying that for real. Like I'm gonna dose all my coworkers. Yeah. I mean thing is you would get in trouble for dosing them all, right? Like Well you you have to bring in the brownies anonymously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> 
because uh, there was that wedding we covered where uh, the, I guess the patrons like press charges against the the wedding host because uh, they got high off their uh, food. <laughs> oh right, yeah. The wedding guests did not like getting high off of it, so they they were just disgruntled. They, they the I think thing they is, you could just say somebody spiked it. Like, you can't prove you did it, right? Maybe they can. I don't know. And maybe they thought everybody would enjoy it. They're like, hey, you know, did you guys have fun <laughs> with that? And people were like, no. That would be the best <laughs> wedding if everybody was off their ass on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> there are weddings like that. There are weddings where people have, like, expensive designer drugs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's nuts. Do you guys ever get, like, um, have second thoughts about eating, like, any homemade stuff from, like, people you don't know? Like... Oh, yeah. mostly because it's bad. <laughs> You're like, oh, let's go to this potluck. And it's like, oh, yeah. let's try this. Oh, that was fucking disgusting. But you're never like, uh, are there coming these? <laughs> uh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't, after seeing some videos, I know I've eaten cum and shit somewhere. Like, Yeah, like I've eaten at McDonald's or like Wendy's enough times. Yeah. That's the thing. You, yeah, like, you know, at some point, somebody at the very least spit in your food. Yeah. Oh, you know, maybe something worse. Yeah, I'm sure like every bodily fluid is like at some point you've digested. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the water we drink has been digested before, you know, like everything, everything's been somewhere. There's nothing clean. Well, like that there. doesn't bother me because it's like, a, you know. It's going to like filter through the earth. Yeah, it's been filtered. It's not like straight from the horse's <laughs> dick. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I heard about this, um, this place over here. I, I used to deliver from them. It was, uh, uh, Red Robin. This uh, this guy, he went there, he got a salad, and somebody jizzed in his food. Uh, and, like, every time I would pick up from there afterwards, and people would order from there, I'd just be like, man, somebody might jizz in your food. This is yeah. crazy. Red Robin, come. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you just have, like, a disgruntled, like, uh, delivery driver. That's true, too. Yeah. yeah. I guess a lot of them took to putting, like, those steals on their bags, which is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, people would just be, like, eating part of it and closing it and stuff like that. Well, I mean, this, it's, it's hard to have a disgruntled delivery driver because the tip is usually up front, so they know what they're getting into. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just a jerk to them while they're delivering. Like, hey, where's my food? Where is it? Hurry up. <laughs> well, like, I tried it in the early days of Uber Eats, and uh, it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. But also, like, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Wait, they tip you before they get to order? Yeah, like, they usually you, you get a, you get to see like the total price for the ride before you accept it. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like uh, when you take a regular Uber, like it doesn't ask you if you want to tip until after your ride's over because you know you don't know if it was a good ride until afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, most of the time on the the ordering ones, like you order your food and it says it tells you the delivery fee and it's like, do you want to add a tip? So all of that's kind of upfront. Yeah. See, I would think it would be better. If it let you tip afterwards, because like maybe you get your stuff and like there was an issue or something. Yeah, but the base pay should be higher then, because like nobody's gonna accept an order without a tip in it. You know, like uh, if if like they're going ten miles for like a three dollar order, they're not gonna take it unless there's some sort of like tip added to it to make it even enticing at all. Mm, I see. Mm. Yeah, their their base pays are so low; they don't. There's no incentive to... Oh, anything. so, like, unless there's a tip, like, it's almost not even yeah. worth your time. Yeah. Oh, that kind of sucks, then. Mm -hmm. All right, well, guys, I, I got a the article about an invention uh, that we can all use. Uh, sperm extraction machine <laughs> invented for men who are too embarrassed to masturbate in hospitals. <laughs> what? I think I saw this one before. <laughs> like, are they, were they masturbating in the hallway? Like, all you gotta do is go to the bathroom. Because, like... Like, I get it, like, that, how that would be, like, embarrassing. Like, oh, no, they know I'm masturbating in this room. But is it any better than, like, oh, they know I'm sticking my dick in this machine yeah. in this room. I mean, uh, I'm not technically masturbating. <laughs> this thing is doing it. <laughs> For some people, masturbation is difficult both to do and to discuss. While some men are never more comfortable than getting their little fella out for a good time, others are a bit more timid. And this kind of anxiety is magnified tenfold when they have to drop trow in a strange setting. But help is at hand, so to speak. If you ever found yourself at a donor center looking to offer a bit of yourself into the world, you may have noticed that the sanitized uh, setting of a medical room isn't quite the mojo starter you might have thought. Uh, so it can be a little tricky to get yourself ready for action. 
Well, some boffins over in China have come up with a genius way of removing every ounce of embarrassment from the entire process. <laughs> a robot vagina. <laughs> I mean, what says totally at ease, like sliding your luncheon truncheon into a mechanical sex hole? Uh, brought to you by the good people at Jengsu Sanwei, the device essentially mimics a real vagina, making the sperm donor more comfortable than they otherwise would be if they were left to sort themselves out with a couple of dirty mags. <laughs> Look at this thing. It, this could just be a glory hole, really. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> what was that uh, short film I was talking about the other... Oh, yeah. Box like room. There's like an oh, alien buckle yeah. on the wall. That's what this is. Um, according to the firm, it comes complete with a massage pipe, variable speeds, pressure and temperature, as well as an adjustable height to meet the requirements of the end user. Oh, and the isolation pad to capture your deposit. Uh, speaking back in 2019 about the nifty piece of kit, Sanway chairman uh, Ding Gujang said it would help a lot of people. He said, nowadays, the amount of sperm in semen has dramatically decreased. Hospitals mostly use masturbation as a method to collect sperms, and they don't provide a venue or equipment for the task. This makes collecting sperm on the spot very difficult. Under such circumstances, in order to meet clinical demands, we invented this automatic sperm extractor equipment, which is also friendly to use. Discussing his likeness to a real vagina, Ding said, In terms of temp temperature, wetness, and amount of light, it is able to meet certain standards and simulate a vagina. Wait, what? Amount of light? That's what it says. <laughs> I hate those dark vaginas. We need as much light as they can. I want to be able to see in my vaginas. <laughs> Meanwhile, it can also replicate the physical move movements of sexual intercourse by moving back and forth. Also, it uh, simulates vaginal contraction, which cannot be realized by the normal human body. Is it able to, by a huge extent, provide comprehensive coverage and pressure? It comes with its own isolation pad to capture your deposit. Uh, but while some of you may not uh, back the idea, it actually went down a storm with a lot of patients in China. I've never heard that expression. Went down a storm. This 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 just reminds me of how like women are dating less men these days, and men are seemingly trying to find a solution for that. <laughs> well, it makes sense that this was invented in China because they got that you know the ratio is oh, yeah. off after years of you know the. Yeah. One child rule. But you think like women just want to have like random kids that they have to support themselves? <laughs> like this is my plan. Well, apparently there's some. Um, according to Li Seming, a doctor of urological consultation at Shanghai Pudong Hospital, <laughs> dozens of his patients use the device every month. He said this device is much more efficient than masturbation. <laughs> just not enough time. It's just—it's so efficient. I can do this twenty times a day. <laughs> um, but there are still some weaknesses. For instance, it cannot exactly simulate the temperature and wetness of a vagina. Also, the device may not fit as well when compared to human beings. After all, it is made out of plastic and metal. Uh, if you're looking to get your hands on one, they're currently available on the World Wide Web for around twenty-five hundred pounds. Twenty-five hundred pounds. That might be affordable. Uh, they may may or may not be used, though. Um, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe used? I don't know if this was a joke Does or not. Does that increase or decrease? <laughs> <that? Yeah. laughs> I don't know if this was a joke or not, but that's the last thing. I like sentence. to get them broken in. <laughs> <laughs> get a used one on eBay. <laughs> Should we go in threesies on one of <laughs> these? <laughs> Do you think there's a guy, like, waiting outside, and they're, like, they're, like biodisposable? Like units, <laughs> it's like Fight Club. But he's breaking in just to feel steal these like dick sleeves or whatever. I don't know any hospital that has this installed. You're gonna have a line going out the bathroom trying to get people to jerk off. Well, I was just thinking about this. Maybe we could buy one of these and then like put it somewhere and like you know we were like we're we charge less than a prostitute. Coin operated. <laughs> oh my god! That would be funny. Uh, <laughs> put in quarters. <laughs> We'd be sued for all the STDs that would get shared along with that thing. <laughs> Come get syphilis. We can hose it. <laughs> we pay a guy that just has a garden hose after he's used. He's like, it's right. good. It's good. As soon as the guy finishes, he's like, all right, hosing it down. And the guy doesn't even put his pants up. <laughs> That's the other thing it mentions that collection pod. Like, is this thing self-cleaning or how does this work? Yeah. 
They'd probably have to pay somebody like fifty grand a year to go in there and like. <laughs> you could make it like a double like uh, profits, right? You could get like money for people using it, and then you could sell the collection to like a sperm bank and get money for that too. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to the sperm bank. We got like a fucking ten five gallons of cheese. <laughs> How much you offering? For- <laughs> It's like you're the Kirkland brand. Yeah. <laughs> you save money by buying in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you remember on Twitter where he's talking about making like a sperm milkshake? Because <laughs> he's made out of like all the, the sperm from like all these athletes and geniuses and stuff. Who? You never saw Twins? Oh my gosh! I remember that movie. I just haven't. I don't remember it for a long time. Yeah, to, to, make, to make Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they took all these like high end like sperm and like mixed them together. <laughs> I don't remember that either. <laughs> <laughs> so he had like twenty dads or something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> remember uh, Stephen Colbert used to do his like Formula Four Hundred Nine. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I miss the Colbert Report sometimes. Such a good show. It's so good. Yeah. Man, I, I bet like celebrities could get a lot of money just about selling their oh for sure their baby junk. Oh, I you know I always wondered like what's the standard for like to be able to to donate at a, a like a sperm clinic because you know they're not le- letting just any Tom Dix's Harry uh, <laughs> <laughs> off the street like like a homeless guy can't go in there and be like oh yeah I'll give you a deposit you know. Uh, I'm sure there's got to be they have to have like some standards right. I heard people just lie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're not letting uggos like <laughs> yeah, that's true. donate. Well, I know they they keep people's profiles so oh can yeah. be like oh I want a tall blonde guy or something mm-hmm. or like oh this guy's a doctor he must be smart yeah mm-hmm. stuff like that. that. I bet a lot of those guys that donated though never expected these you know twenty three and me things where like people could actually track them down and be oh, like yeah. Yeah, that'd be well, it certainly happened to people. And they can be held accountable too. Like, they might have to pay for that kid. Yeah, well, I'm assuming in that case there's paperwork, but yeah, yeah I, you I would, can't just come back and be like, oh, you owe child support for 100 people and be like, okay, I guess I'll uh, <laughs> jump off <laughs> the yeah. building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's like a thing where like if a woman like signs the paperwork to get artificially inseminated from a clinic like that, they're basically saying like, you know, the father can't be held liable or something. I don't know. Except in California or something. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of something like that. I got to look this up because uh, I feel like I've heard of something like this. Because I think they can make laws that will supersede like contracts and stuff. So I don't know. You might be able to get fucked in something like that. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I've heard of cases where like even a bio- like a guy who's not a biological father, if his name's on the birth certificate, he's, he has to like pay... I have heard that, yeah. Yeah, I know people have gotten uh, hit by that before. <laughs> That's wild. Because I think by signing that, you are saying, like, yeah, I'm the father, I take responsibility, or whatever, you know. Moral of the story, never sign birth certificates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AJ, you got another story for us? Sure do. Let's see what we got here. From poop rag to... Let's do this one. Uh, man awarded $1 million after spending 17 years in prison for crime committed by his doppelganger. Man. Oh, that's what you need. You need a patsy that looks just like you. Mm. Most of us have probably wondered if we've got a doppelganger at some point, but after reading this story, you'll be wishing you didn't. Uh, this is because one man was awarded $1 million in compensation after being forced to serve 17 years behind bars for a crime that his doppelganger committed. Richard Jones was falsely imprisoned in 2000 for aggravated robbery, but the mistake wasn't uncovered until years later when his victim and witnesses were shown a picture of his doppelganger, Ricky Amos. Man, they do look alike, really alike. Uh, the men are almost completely identical. Uh, the crime was committed back in 1999 at a Walmart parking lot in Roland Park, Kansas, where a man had attempted to steal a woman's handbag. Despite the fact that Jones had an alibi, he was with a girl with his girlfriend in Kansas City, and the lack of evidence at the scene, he was convicted. Uh, the mistake was made by eyewitnesses identified Jones as the culprit from a series of mugshots. Jones attempted to appeal the sentence many times, but was denied every time. Witnesses 
witnesses could no longer be sure who committed the crime. The Midwest Innocence Project and the University of Kansas School of Law eventually went on a mission to clear Jones's name. And in the process, they discovered that his doppelganger was actually residing in the same prison as him. This led a judge to present the victim and eyewitnesses with Jones' mugshot again and that of another inmate, Amos. Uh, however, they were unable to tell the men apart. There were also no physical. There was also no physical evidence, DNA, or fingerprints that were ever linked to him to the 1999 crime. Although Amos went on to deny having committed the crime, he was convicted in Jones's place, and his doppelganger was finally allowed to join his family. Uh, however, due to the statute of limitations expiring, Amos would not face any prosecution for the crime. Richard uh, oh, uh, Jones said that he believes he was blessed after being finally released uh, after finally being released uh, in 2017. Uh, when it comes to my kids, it's been a tough ride, uh, but they are now in an age where they can understand. Jones also received a certificate of innocence as well as his compensation. I don't believe in luck. I believe I was blessed. Uh, so attorney, blessed that I spent all this time. That's, in that's prison. positive. Uh spin yeah i mean i've heard of cases where people don't get anything though yeah you know so i mean the fact that this guy even got like a million dollars is something that's a big deal i mean i think anybody who's wrongly in prison and they're released like that they they should get a minimum of a million dollars yeah i agree but i think i heard about this case recently where this guy he got locked up for like 23 years and uh, got out. He was just happy to be free. He couldn't. He legally wasn't allowed to sue even or to get any money for it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They've done studies that have shown that, like, like you know, if they have someone testify against you, like eyewitnesses, they're notoriously like terrible. Yeah, they're they're not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even though most people think that's like one of the best. <laughs> Yeah, best things is like they're they're not reliable, especially if it's just like one person, one eyewitness. It's like you can't convict people on that. Mm. It's that bad. I mean, none of us have like that Sherlock Holmes thing where we can be like, oh yeah, he had a you know a skull tattoo on his left thumb, yeah. or you know all that kind of BS. Like, yeah, you just nobody's memory is that good. Have you guys ever like? uh just came across like a random stranger in life that you thought kind of looked like you. I never have. I was just curious if you guys ever have. I don't think I've had that, but I've had a few times where a lot of people were like, "Oh, you look just like somebody else." Yeah, I've had that. I, I seen like a picture of a guy like, or a TikTok where I thought this guy looked like me. That's very rare though. That's like one time ever. Uh, manifesto round two. How much time we got left? Uh, five minutes or so. So I saw this this thing and I, I had to check in, but apparently it circulated through, um, you know, legitimate news channels. So it's a real story. Um, so here's the headline. Alaska woman pleads guilty killing best friend after a man catfished her and offered to pay her $9 million for murder videos. So this woman's Alaska and she's talked to someone, I forget where already, I think it might have been like Indiana. And like he's catfishing her with like a fake profile and somewhere this offer gets made and she rounds up like, three or four of her friends and they take this woman out who's apparently somebody who she knows but it's also they're like maybe mentally handicapped or something they have something going on and they take her out and they like they kill her and put her body i think it was in a lake and whatever the details are eventually they get caught and somehow they they also figure out who the real person was behind the profile but i was like is that all it takes you know, if you have an enemy, like you just like catfish someone, be like, "I'll pay you nine million dollars to kill this person." And like, yeah, okay. I'm just glad they found the person who was behind it. Like, they obviously the people who actually committed the crime should be held fully accountable. But yeah, also, they've all been charged with murder. Yeah, good. But it's just crazy. It is weird that like that lady. Like, I mean, what kind of relationship did she have with her friends where she felt comfortable even proposing that to them? Yeah. Well, she has to be a psychopath. Sometimes I wonder if, like, do psychopaths, like, recognize each other? and be like, oh, yeah, I'm like you. <laughs> or maybe some psychopaths know they're very good at controlling other people and can talk them into stuff. I think that's where it is. I think they just really know how to manipulate others. I mean... I mean, $9 million is a lot of money, but you still have to be a psychopath. What I'm curious yeah. about is, like, did this guy actually have $9 million? Like, was this guy it a didn't rich... didn't sound like it. He was posing as, like, a millionaire. Yeah, he was just catfishing. Yeah, it was a catfish. Like, it was a fake profile. 
So he, he said he was going to pay him nine million for like a video of the murder. So did they actually right? They video sent him it? like photos of I'm videos. I'm guessing, yeah. Jeez. So, but yeah, they shot the woman in the back of the head. Oh, was the story. I mean, it's just I don't know. There's so much crazy shit out there, and you just hear about stuff like this, and you're like, man, that's the. Uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of people in this world who will just tell you blindly that people are good. Just well, you see that know. too, and I just think. You, at some point, you gotta be like, you're just, you have to be like incredibly naive to believe what you believe, you know? Mm. That's true. Like, this person, like, like you said, was a psychopath, but then they were able to be manipulated by this guy online. Well, they were tricked, obviously, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, like, everybody wants to win, you know? So, like, I'm sure the psychopath thought, oh, that's a great deal for me. Uh, not even questioning, like, Where's this coming from? Does this person really have this money? People just want the win, you know? Like, I would have been so paranoid that I would have only considered doing it myself. Like, even if I was a psychopath. Well, that's the other thing. If they they killed this woman with a gunshot, like, why does she need the co-conspirators? To try to, like, hide the body or what? I guess. I mean, it would be hard to dispose of a body. But but then they're... Like, they're, they're giving away evidence. Like, oh, yeah, here's this video or photos or whatever of the crime. Like... The, uh, they thought they were gonna get away with this. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, like, was it like the dark web or something? Like, what? I, I I didn't see what where they met. Some apparently some online probably dating site. I guess it's just weird that you you would think you could get away with uploading a video. Like, yeah, there are other people too who are like, like you said, maybe they're suggestible or they're just like they can be manipulated. Like, some people are like, oh, they love me. Uh, like, I would do anything. And you're just like, you're stupid. <laughs> mm. I mean, maybe um, once um, this guy, like, you know, got her on the hook or whatever, like, or or got her interest when, with the catfishing, maybe he was like, okay, now we'll, let's switch to one of those apps where supposedly, like, you're not monitored or whatever you know how they had those chat apps where supposedly like people can't look in on them or whatever right i i know there are end-to-end encryption uh things out there right completely solid but yeah although remember you had that story um where they caught a bunch of drug dealers because they like like the police like convinced them to use like an app like that that they had some sort of control over and actually did monitor them Maybe I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but I remember you had a story like that. I think it was like out of Australia or something. I want to say. Oh yeah, there was like that was like a big sting. They took down a ton of people. Right. Yeah. 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 They got them. Well, I think they let it run for like a long time, and it was like some kind of dark web thing like that where people had been communicating long enough they thought it was secure, and they just let it run until they had like a full like network full of data, and then they like they brought down the hammer after that. Yeah. I mean, apparently it worked. They got a lot. Yeah, the thing with the thing I hate about those is like you know you're only like postponing the inevitable. (laughs) It's like it's just gonna fill those those market needs are just gonna fill back up. We are over the hour, but I had one more fun story that I that I wanted to do. A good one to go out on. And AJ, this is out of India for you. Some viewers. (laughs) (laughs) This one surprised me because I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, several months ago, I remember I had a story of like. Um, I believe it was a white guy and he had like this balloon fetish where he was like in love with balloons and he That had... was a while ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's not the only one with that fetish. <laughs> Man in love with balloons shares bed with them and can't live without his lovers. Um Akash Majumdar from India has objectum sexual, uh meaning he is sexually attracted to inanimate objects and balloons in particular. So much so that he shares a bed with them and they have an intimate relationship. See, here's the guy with a <laughs> bed full of balloons. Can you show those nude balloons like that on the table? <laughs> a man who is attracted to objects has dissed the details of his relationship with multiple balloons. Akash Majumdar, 28, is so besotted with his collection of inflatable partners that he could burst. The romantic identifies as objectum sexual, which means he is a sexual attracted to inanimate objects. The loving bond between Akash and his balloons be, uh, began as an innocent friendship, but blossomed into something deeper as he got older. Now, the 28-year-old from M- Mumbai, India, shares a bed with them and says uh, they also enjoy a physical relationship. 
I like their presence and warmth and share intimate feelings with my balloons and vice versa, Akash told Need to Know Online. <laughs> I make out with my balloons. When you're in love, you spend a lot of time together and accept all kinds in of flaws. Love. Look, he even As went to... As if they have a personality. He even went to like he, McDonald's. He carries them around in public. <laughs> oh, man. Um... <laughs> Every morning, I wake up by saying good morning and giving a kiss to my balloons that sleep beside me, and vice versa. Right. I hope they wash the cum off first. <laughs> when they become inflated, I think that's when they're born. Oh, oh now he's going to have this debate. <laughs> when, when's conception? Yeah. Um, I, I can talk to them, take them shopping, and for a walk in the garden. They do talk to me through dreams and telepathy. Um the balloons should have the freedom and the chance to see the world, and that is the reason why I walk with them everywhere. Yeah, these balloons got a good life. Oh, look, he even took one on a date, or a bunch of them on a date here. Oh. Man, you just see some guy out in the wild kissing a balloon. <laughs> the, Run. The thing is, there was, there was like a time in the world where it would be like socially acceptable just to kick that person's ass <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> like, we've gotten away from, we've gotten away from our roots. Uh, since becoming physical with his balloons, Akash began to feel something stronger towards his floating lovers. Two years ago, the 28-year-old was so determined to tie the knot, the balloon, <laughs> uh, I added that part. He got down on one knee and proposed. Um, Don't elaborate on any more of their bad puns. <laughs> <laughs> he added, since I've confessed my love for my balloons, my life has changed for the better. Our love is so strong that I can't live without him. Um, Akash said he became closer to his floating lovers after becoming physical with them. Um I love him so much that in 2021, I proposed to him for marriage. Why is it quoted is, like this? Because it's from the balloon? Are these balloons men? <laughs> I don't know. He adds that the couple share each and every thought, feeling, and emotion. Due to the party decorations' fragile nature, Akash and Shirzy take, takes extra care of them to avoid any accidents. He makes sure they are protected from nearby sharp objects. He added, the balloons are just as fragile as the human baby. I need to protect him from all danger. So he does refer to them as him for some reason. Uh, from sharp objects, changes in temperature to suffocation. Uh, because of his delicate nature, I supervise him at all times. This is the most attractive thing I find. I feel safe and calm with him and vice versa as he often gets killed for fun. Unfortunately, however, accidents do happen when you're surrounded by balloons every day. When you're fucking the bejesus out. <laughs> yeah. Each burst balloon is a tragedy for Akash, who ensures they have a proper burial after they sadly pop. <laughs> he added, one day while inflating a few balloons with a pump, a balloon got popped. Yeah, I cried. For, I cried for the loss, and after that, I became more careful. Uh, wh when there is a sudden death of balloons, I try to resurrect them by reinflating them. If I can't, I give them a funeral by digging and covering them with soil. Well, that's a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I think it's just the wiring of the brain. I've heard that. I think I've told you before, like foot fetishes or like the the part of your brain that's close to like your attraction to women or that like gets stimulated by that. I think it's like uh, foot fetishes are are very they're very close in that sense. It's just a little bit off. So uh, maybe that's what this is. Like maybe it's just some other inanimate object fetish that stems from like a mental wiring issue. You have any fear that this could happen from taking mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think like, so. Like, I got my wiring crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk in on you guys after you did mushrooms and, like, yeah. There's balloons just, everywhere. There's balloon, fuck balloons everywhere. <laughs> What's with all these balloons? <laughs> I hear all this popping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was weird because, like I said, we had the other story of the guy with, like, the sexual balloon fetish, and I was like, well, that's that's probably, like... A, you know, a, a one in yeah. eight billion. But no, apparently there's another guy. I hope nothing interferes with my fetish of like jerking off into library books. <laughs> <laughs> Ron DeSantis, he's getting rid of those books. <laughs> he's going to use you as an right. <laughs> excuse. <laughs> there are people jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of finishing, should we finish this podcast? <laughs> uh, well, we do uh, uh, 
Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, India, I mentioned this to you guys. Apparently, India, you guys really supported the audio version of the podcast this last week. I, d- I was like, I don't like our, our numbers went up like significantly in India and Singapore. I was like, I don't know what caused this, but thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no matter where you are in the world, world, come check us out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we do thank everybody very much uh, for following along. Uh, make sure to to subscribe both on the YouTube channel and on the to the podcast on your. Uh, podcast service of choice um leave us comments thumbs up all the you know positive reviews all that good stuff and uh why don't you come over and talk to us on twitter as well uh we'd be happy to do so guys where can people find you on twitter a name for this too and that's the number two at unsolicited sug and you can of course find me at zach jones live that's z-a-c-h-j-o-n-e-s-l-i-v-e and that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week please 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 tune in again next week bye guys take care have a good one